welcome to Hubble Bazooka, the video game podcast. We are proud to be part of Stitcher, iTunes, and the Outhousers.com. I am El Blanco Gigante, and joining me is Doomy Doomer. What's going on? No, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot at all. I hear you're doing a lot of mass affecting. I, yeah, I am. Traveling back in time. Uh, I, I have traveled way, way back in time, and uh, I never played the Mass Effect series. And I read the comics. <laughs> oh yeah, how are those? They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I uh, real I I had had known for a while I was missing out. Yes, you were. And because um, I love a good sci-fi epic, so I decided to finally. Well, I had Mass Effect two and three, but I never had one. And the only way to get one was to, as I knew of at least, was to buy the trilogy. Yeah. For the PS3. Um, yeah, I, I don't have 360. They did not release the first one, I don't think, by itself. Um, and, I don't know, a few weeks back, PlayStation did one of their flash sales where the trilogy was like $6. So I was That's like, amazing. I was like, well, I'm in. So, there I am. And now you're liking it. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of some of the controls, you know, but story-wise, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's great. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun. It's got a very 90s feel to the, uh, to like the look of everything and all. You yeah. Know, like low budget sci-fi, but it's uh, it's still neat. It's still, it's still a great game. I'm interested interested to see what you think of the second one because that was my favorite. It's a little different. Yeah, I don't know how. Um, I've been doing so many side questing that I really. I only did one part of the main story. We had to fight the uh, matriarch woman. So who died uh, in your party so far? I mean, like, ever? <laughs> I mean, has anybody died in your party? Yeah, they've died. Nice. Um, the party died on me when I first... No, no, no. Like, like characters, like, in the story-wise. Like, who has oh, died? No one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, you're not very far at all then. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, as I'm saying, I've been doing like a litany of side quests. Like, I have to go back to the Citadel and like turn all, this, turn all my bounties in, but I yeah. haven't gotten around to it because I'm still just hopping around on planet to planet just doing shit. That is a really cool thing about that game. I remember that. I really, really enjoyed doing it. There wasn't much to do unless you had a mission. You could go to planets and just kind of drive around, but the freedom was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Mako. I think that, I mean, I've gotten used to it, but in the beginning, I was like, this thing's a pain in the fucking ass. Would you like some spoilers? No. About the Mako? It can fly. It's not in the second one. Yay! One. Yeah, they <laughs> did away with that whole idea. Yay! <laughs> They focused more on uh, story-driven events and such. The second one's really good. I, I think it's the best of the series. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I want to get them all. Uh, I want to get them all through and done so I can uh, be ready for the fourth. Yeah, you know I, when that comes out in 2016, sometime I assume. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do because after the third one, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know they could. The fourth one could actually take place between two and three. It could take uh, place before everything. It could take place 100 years later. I hope you not. know how all that shit is. Well, 
in the beginning of the second one, you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you're right. Who knows? What they, they they can do whatever the hell they want, it seems. Um, so, yeah, you're uh, you're right. I really like the second one. <laughs> Get yeah. to it, damn it. Yeah, I know. Quickly, fly through, fly through this one and play the second one. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will. It's anyway. kind of cool because you're, you're getting through the first one. You'll go to the second one and hopefully the third one. And all those characters will be fresh in your mind because it kind of like bleeds through to the other games. So that's kind of cool. I didn't get that. See, people like me played them all when they came out. Right, so, so there's time wait. between each one. Yeah, we had to wait like two years between each one or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's great. It's a good game. There's no denying it. There's absolutely no denying it's a good game. Yeah. But, um, I'm sorry, I got distracted. But, so, in, in old games aside, since, uh-huh. you know, me, me catching up uh, on some of these older titles that I missed, I, uh, over the past, well, I don't know, 10 days or so, something like that, there's been, like, unearthing of, like, ancient relics in video games. Um, really? Well, that someone was posted on a. This was the oldest one, I think. Was the SNES PlayStation? CD oh yeah, that's right. That's drive kind of, unit. That's right. You know that was prototyped out back when Sony was going to extend the life of the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Nintendo and Sony had a, I think, a fairly public falling out. Now, not to, uh, yes, but not to go too far into what we're talking about here because it'll be down the road, but there's another console that fell through the same way, but a little different relationship, but we'll get to that. All right. All right. For the Super NES. Really? It was another one for the Super NES? There was going to be another one. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. So there's, it was a fairly, like I was saying, it was a fairly public falling out. I think that happened at E3, didn't it? God, I don't even remember. Wasn't that, well, it wasn't E3. I forget. It was. I thought it was a public, uh, fairly public falling out that they it had. Was. Between, it was pretty messy. Between the two companies. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember it occurring and being like, ooh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and Sony went on and brought us a PlayStation and basically punched everybody in the dick. Yep. Um, and then later on, it, it'll like beyond that story, somebody posted photos of of a prototype phantom from Infinium Labs. Someone actually had That's like right. the original prototype, not the new slim one that they showed, you know, later on at subsequent E3s. I think that was like E3, I don't know, in the early, somewhere in the aughts. 2007 or something like that. I don't think it was that late. I think it was like, it was probably... Well, phantom 2000, was 2006. Well, it, no, it was, the, it was announced in 2002. Was it that early? Yeah. Wow. But um, it they finally took the console. You know, well, it doesn't matter. Someone actually brought in like one of the original looking consoles that there was prototyped out that was being shown off into like a computer repair place, and somebody was like, "Okay," <laughs> and they yeah kind of made it working, not video game wise, but working so it kind of like booted up and shit, and because they found a lot of like dummy ports and things like that that it had but didn't work, you know, all that kind of shit. So it got, you know, got you and I talking about failed systems. Yep. 
you know, over the over the multitude of years that we've played. There has been quite a few. There has been quite a few. Some have been some. I mean, there's been more than quite a few. There's been like a, a lot. You know, it's depending sad depending on what era and what time, how people jumped in. You know, yeah. kind of thing. So we're not going to get to all of them because that would be a little I, crazy. I do, I do just want to say that it's kind of sad because there are so many and um, it kind of, I can't imagine being a new startup company and being like, I'm going to make the best hardware for console gaming. Most people, most companies be like, forget that. Yeah. (laughs) That's a freaking, that's suicide. Sure. Company suicide. And then no one challenges the, uh, the big three. And that's not a good thing. I, I think it'd be great if we had more, um, competition between them because they're not always all on the same track you know so it comes down to mostly microsoft versus playstation right or um sony sony thank you um and nintendo obviously is, is still there but well we all know what's going they on they kind of marched their own beat right now yeah they kind of got their own little groove going on they have their own star wars action figures going on right they have amiibos let's say they have their own amiibo <sighs> So, when I, the way I was looking at this was, some of these systems that we both own are considered failures economically and yes. industry-wise. But are I, you know, still either have a cult following, like where they became, you know, or like I loved or you loved, or you know, so like we personally might not say this was a failure, but economically, it was. Yeah, you know, so you want to st- preface that, right? <laughs> so, like, there are some systems that we'll be talking about that we had a lot of fun with, but you look at the dollar figures and all, like, well, that 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 one sucked, you yeah. know, like money wise and like third party wise or whatever. So, I'll let you start it off. All right, um, let me pull up my. Here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think I'm just going to start with the A's. It's easier to go through it that way. Um, I didn't rank them at all. I don't know if you did. Uh, I didn't rank them. Yeah, I just was like, you know, it would kind of cool if I, I did this in order. We could go back to like, no, let's oh, do that. Age-wise? Yeah. Did you mark that that stuff down in yours? Um, I kind of did. All right. Um, nah, screw it, because yours are... <laughs> Uh, Blanco's writing penis, 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 penis on our shared <laughs> drive document here. Atari Jaguar. I'll start there since it's in the A's and it was kind of early on. The Jaguar. Um, you know, it was a 64-bit cartridge-based game console by Atari. It was the do the How math campaign. How could it go wrong, right? Yeah. Remember that? Do the math. 32 do. plus 32. Do the math. I, I do. Um, I actually... When I go to post this episode, I'm going to try to track down all the um, commercials. Oh, that'd be cool. Consoles. Yeah, and post that in our uh, our show notes. So we'll see how it goes, though. Um, this thing retailed for $250 back in 1993. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably closer to like $400 now. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, I forget what the... I can pull up the inflation chart later, but... Um, so that was kind of expensive for... For a household back then, I would think. So right away, it's kind of expensive now, depending on the you know. Yeah, you know that's that's just the in truth. general. Sadly, that's the truth. sadly. But I, I mean, if you look at no, I know what you mean though. Consoles were 
what were they back then? One ninety nine. This was two fifty. So this was fifty bucks more than. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember what the Genesis was. I mean, I was, I was, um, I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but um, I don't remember. I don't remember what I. I don't remember what I paid. This may. This definitely was priced a little higher, I think, than the other. It was other consoles, uh, which will automatically put it out of, you know, reach of most people. I would think. Well, put that at a disadvantage uh, when you have something cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And the lineup wasn't so great. You know, you had your Mortal <laughs> Kombat clones. You know, you had a bunch of other things that just kind of like cloned other, other yeah. games. Um, Atari Kart. It, yeah, actually, I really liked Atari Kart, but apparently it's a crappy game. Who knew? Yeah. What was that? What was that? Kasumi Ninja? Was that Kasami their Mortal Kombat? Ninja. Kasumi Ninja. That was their uh, Mortal Kombat. Ultra Vortex. Ultra. Yeah. Ah, yeah, Ultra Vortex. That's right. I actually have these games. I, I own an Atari Jaguar. Um, and. Honestly, I dusted off the plate and, and just for the, for kicks, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I can't think of anything that's really great on it. <laughs> Doom, maybe. Doom was really good. Doom on was it. fun. I mean, impossible to play with that little friggin'. Uh, the controller was awful. The controller was beyond awful. Atari had a problem with controllers. Yeah, I mean that was one of the bigger things too with this console why it failed, I think, because that controller was just so big at the time and the, did, the there's no reason for move. anything of that to be like that. And it had the number pad from the old consoles, the old Atari consoles. They had the the fifty two hundred had the number pad. Yeah, the numeric. Oh. Which I don't. I mean, that one should have been on, that one should be on the list too. But the fifty two hundred had the number pad, but it also had the first pause uh, workable pause button for a video game. Wow, I didn't know that. And the joysticks were analog back then. That was the first time they made an analog joystick, as far as I know, on a console. And uh, but the problem was the joystick didn't self center. <laughs> Oh my God! There's there's no dead zone. No, you're like oh oh shit. Oh, crying out loud. Oh yeah. Oh God. That? They were That's... they were awful. They were Holy absolutely freaking awful. Uh, I had a 5200. You don't remember? I remember the 5200. I remember you having it. I just do not recall it not self-centering. Well, um, yeah. You know what? You wouldn't have. I mean, the, the 2600 had an analog joystick as well. I thought that was digital. I thought it was like an eight point. Oh, was it? I thought it was eight point, like basically, like it, it, it when you move the stick, it had eight different. I always thought analog was easier to make, and that's why they did analog. You, if you opened up the joystick, the for the 5200, 50, it um had like these ball. no, it had it had these diode not diodes like these weird dial things like there's two of them one on top of each other, oh. and the stick slid around and would like. Move these. Uh, it was just. It was the weirdest. Holy shit! <laughs> it was the weirdest. Dad was constantly taking them back. <laughs> well, I remember him breaking them <laughs> because of Pac-Man. I think it was a Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh my the god! 50, anyway, the, so so Atari had a had a. They had a fail early on on the controller. Yeah, and they. Brought back another fail, and that was an absolute fail to Jaguar. It's a freaking controller. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, also this thing came out in '93, late in '93, so we're already in the '94, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the Sega Saturn was at least talked about, and eventually, I believe, it was announced in '94. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by then, people who saw that that just destroyed any chance Atari had. Even though it was "quote unquote" a 64-bit cartridge-based console, I mean, I I've read things that said it wasn't true 64-bit, 
You know, it was 232 bit. It was 232 yeah, chips. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, who cares in the end of the day? But it just couldn't hold a candle to what the Sega Saturn could do or eventually the PlayStation, which was 95, I think, when that came out. Right. Um, I mean, once once that thing came out, I mean, most of these consoles, that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's just juggernaut of consoles and probably my favorite of all time. The original PlayStation. Original PlayStation? Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that was, yeah, well, that was that one made a huge impact, and lasted forever. Yeah. Well, not physically, because mine kept breaking. I had to find parts for it. Right, but, but I, I, I digress. Yeah, it was a well-serving console. Woohoo, so uh, Atari Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, that that one that one was a fail. That one definitely was. Even then with their CD attachment and trying to like. That I also never got when companies would try to make attachments to extend the life extend the life of something when it it never really works. It doesn't work, and it, but if you think about it on paper, it's actually a really great idea because hmm, instead of spending four hundred dollars on a brand new console, you can spend one hundred fifty dollars and extend the life of the one you have and the games you already love are still playable on it. Mm. All your controls still work on it and all that stuff. So. The idea behind adding add-ons is actually a, great on paper. It just never works because I think we want the next thing. You know, we want to ship the old thing out the door or at least put it aside. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I, I like to. Um, I, I wish I had a space in my house for like a museum, like a game museum. <laughs> seriously, because I have all these old consoles and I love them still, even the ones that are bad. <laughs> Sure. You know, I still, I mean, yeah, there's always some kind of like little bit that you can look and go, I just don't have any more space. Like I have all these things hooked up to one TV and all these wires in my, my quote unquote home office in my four by six home office. Uh, Like I don't have room for my master system. I would love to hook up my master system and play some real um, chop lifter, (laughs) you know, or something like that. Um, But I just don't have the space. Yeah. Well, that 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 Yeah. That was a problem. I mean, that is a problem. Like and if the you, power bricks. I was oh saying that between that, the connectors for the you really need to have an old CRT TV laying around, you know. I, I do. I know you do, but I'm saying like in general though, like is is a lot more to it now than just hanging on to your old systems. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, you can spend money, like good money on converting the signal um, from these old analog sets to digital and doing it right, but it's going to cost you like 600 bucks. No, thank you. Yeah, the adapters alone, you can buy them for cheaper, but the good ones are around five, $600. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's... Or we just hope to God somebody throws away an old TV, a tube TV. <laughs> I was going to say go to Craigslist. <laughs> kind of hope for the best. Ooh, they're, freaking, they're crazy on Craigslist, man. They're scalpers. They'll, uh, they'll put them up there for a lot of money because they know they're in demand. Crazy, yep. absolutely freaking crazy. Anyway, what do you got? Oh, why don't we just go through yours and we'll go okay. into mine since they're in kind of like in that order. All right, the next one I had I had found was the Apple Bandai Pippin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that was that was uh, post Jobs before he came back. It was yes, after he was ousted from the company. Apple kind of had like in, a yeah, because he was at the next company, right? Yep. He's yeah, there okay. and doing uh and I think helping I think he was investing in Pixar at the time too. But Apple had no direction. 
<laughs> we got the Pippin. <laughs> yeah. So this thing was basically, uh, it, w- it was a console designed by Apple Computer before mm-hmm. Jobs came back. And it was produced by Bandai in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the PowerPC processor. And it ran a version of like Mac OS 7 something, I believe. Mm-hmm. So something like that, yeah. It, it was basically a computer you hook up to your TV. Um, yeah. So you can imagine how that worked back then. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the price tag was five ninety nine. It was so impossible back then. Yeah, I mean, I should pull up the inflation inflation thing real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it was that that was that was a huge amount of money to ask for someone to to, to drop on some anything back in the the ninety five era. You know, that was just. I mean, that was I mean regular this game systems. Yeah, regular game systems. At that time, weren't even close to that. I mean, you're looking at like Neo Geo kind of. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Five hundred ninety-nine dollars back in 1995 is uh, considered nine hundred thirty-four dollars today. There you go. I, so, I mean, yeah. That was there was an incredible amount of money to ask somebody to spend on anything. You know, yeah. I mean, like it, it, computers back then were still a couple of grand. They were. They were. I mean, you could spend a couple of grand now on a computer, too. I'm not saying you can't, just that it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, this thing failed. It basically failed because by the time it was released, again, Nintendo, Sega, and Sony had their heavy hitters out just going through the market. You know, this thing was not going to last as a game console, and nobody knew what the hell to do with it outside of that. And it was actually sold here in the States. Yeah, it didn't have, like, pretty much nothing. I don't remember it having games. I remember it had, like, a... It did Teach me games. to cook. Yeah, yeah, it did have games. Uh, it was CD-ROM based. It had right. uh, I 18 that. titles, I believe. And I, that now that's not 18 games. It's 18 total pieces of software. Yeah, so I'm and saying like there mix, wasn't like it was probably like eight games, ten games, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was just it, it. I don't even remember it really being marketed. Although no. it is interesting that don't you think that the shape of the controller at the time. The boomerang, because yeah. the PlayStation 3 first development kit had a boomerang controller that looked very similar. Mm-hmm. And the PlayStation 1 actually had a boomerang made by a third-party company. I can't remember. Probably Performance or Act. Madcats. I don't know if it was Madcats, but yeah. Interact. Had a, might have been Interact, yep. yep. They had a boomerang controller that looked very similar. That's funny, isn't it? It is funny. Um yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, again, you know, it's one of those things where it was probably very powerful. Probably could have did some good things. Uh, yeah. Probably could have ran uh, marathon. Ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> but it never did. <laughs> no. Yeah. And uh, you know, I remember reading about this freaking thing in my Next Generation magazine. I remember back in like ninety five, ninety six. Yep. Uh, and I, I remember saying, "Oh, it looks really cool," you know. And uh, you know, I, I do remember we had power PC computers at school. Yep. And so I, I liked that. You know, I liked them more than Windows at the time. So. Sure, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to skip this one because it's out of order. Uh, Nintendo 64DD. The double D? The double Ds. Yeah, poorly named. This thing uh, was released in 1999, and, and it was, like, supposed to be released in 95. It was announced in 95, and they were going to probably release it the following year, but... Uh, basically, this thing was an add-on device to extend the Nintendo 64's capacity and internet capabilities. So it had a modem. That's right. It was like wasn't just like jump the memory up to like uh, like 
It was like oh, adding a second 64 to it. No, wasn't I it? don't. Didn't no. like didn't it like snap on the bottom? It did, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like a. Oh, I, I thought don't it, I thought it looked like another 64. You it snapped did. on. Oh, that, that's but what I meant. Mem- but when I say memory, it's a uh, capacity to record something onto it. Not oh, like, I thought it also. Yeah, because ex- yeah, I thought it also extended the onboard mem. Like, remember the Saturn. Had the Saturn had that cartridge you could plug in the back to extend the memory for some games. Yes, yes, they had. They already had that for the N sixty four. There was an oh, expansion one on top for for RAM. There was a RAM cartridge you could plug in. I actually oh, have. Oh, that's cartridge. right. You're right. That's not what this is. You're right. I forgot about that. This is basically like a like a like a tape drive of some kind. And it would, it wasn't a tape drive, but it was like a, a high density, you know, more memory for games. Because there was a limit to how many um, megabytes you could fit. I think it was 64 megabytes on these cartridges. Oh, oh okay. So this was right. supposed to extend that. And you could also, uh, you know, record to it better. Um, it had like an art program, all kinds of different things. It just was never really... It was never really marketed well at, at all, actually. It was $300, so it was already really expensive. Uh, in 99 $300. They were at least here in the States? Nope. $468. Okay. So, I mean, already it, it it cost more than the console itself. So that's saying something right there. That's that's no good. I hated um, that console. But, yeah, it was initially announced in 95 and it was delayed several times. And finally, it was released in 99, Japan only. And Nintendo sold this thing exclusively through a mail-order subscription. Wait, what? Yeah, they had this weird thing called RandNet. And it was a subscription-based internet service. And you could only use... You could only contact them to buy it via this thing. And it would, it would be mail-order. So you couldn't go to a store. You couldn't just go to a store and pick this thing up. You had to mail-order this thing. To through Randnet was this? Right. Did this also was this like an access company too that Nintendo ran? Like that was that like your gateway to the? That was their gateway service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> bravo, <laughs> bravo. Anyway, I mean, as a result, this thing just it didn't have much support from Nintendo, and Nintendo knew this thing was going to flop, and, and it did so. Really quickly, I can't actually believe it lasted as long as it did. It lasted until February 2001, and what? again it was released on December 1st, 1999. So a little over a year. Um, I but can't I think believe only, wow. only ten games were released for it. It's I'm just, impressed. There's ten. It's not good. That was a bad one. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it uh, <laughs> it was mail order only. Mail order only. Yep. Oh. Brilliant. All right, next up we have the Philips CDI, and this thing was released December 3rd, 1991. I remember the commercials and shit for this thing. I remember the infomercials for this thing, the hour-long infomercials, right? What, on, like, QVC? Uh, no, like, before my cartoons come on in the morning, sometimes they have infomercials, and this thing would be running. <laughs> and it was, like, Burn Cycle was one of the games. It was a uh-huh. FMV game. Yep. Um. Anyway, so this thing was an interactive multimedia. It had uh, Zelda games. To, uh, I and I hang on. Put, I hang put on. that in quotes. Hang on. I was gonna say multimedia in quotes. <laughs> it's an interactive multimedia console designed to play VCDs, CDs, and CDI game discs. Yes. Now, 1991. <laughs> right. Always on the run. Seven years ago, as we wrote this. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were doing. 
Seven hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that would run you today one thousand <sighs> nine hundred. I'm sorry, one thousand ninety-two dollars. That is steep. Oh, I know. I re- I remember this. You know, this being advertised. The the real the the three DO like all, all just like. What? Yeah, they were. It was like spaghetti, man. They're just seeing what stuck, you know. There's everywhere. There was like, it was like these weird clusters of gaming systems that would just like fly out at one time. Yeah. Well, here's a fun fact about the Philips CDI. One fun fact that I found that no one bought it. It was supposed to be an add-on for the Super Nintendo before Sony got a hold of it, or they got a hold of the add-on thing. This fell through way sooner than the the Sony deal. Um, and Nintendo, I think, felt bad for them, so they gave them rights and permissions to use some of their characters in their CDI games. Uh, and if you read anything about these Nintendo-licensed CDI games, they are considered among the worst Nintendo-licensed games ever made. <laughs> they are, they're, they're atrocious. Like, yeah. I've never firsthand experienced one, but... I mean, either. I've never even seen one. Oh, you can go on YouTube. You'll find them. Yeah, I think I will, actually. They're abysmal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 91, okay? Uh-huh. What do we have? We, I mean, you still have you still have Nintendo, right? The original NES? Um. Yeah, yeah, still around. That was sure. still kicking around. The, the Genesis was in, in full swing. Right? Yeah, yeah. There was, I mean, there was much cheaper systems with... Crazy. Much larger libraries. I mean, I, I can think of... Uh, right now, I can think of like five games off the top of my head that are amazing for the Genesis you know, at the time yeah, that yeah. I played. I can think of... <laughs> I can think of games that were better on my Atari. <laughs> it, just doesn't, it doesn't matter. This thing was just... It's like, wow. Yeah, I, did not went, real, I didn't realize that point you brought up that this was going to be... That, that this was originally going to be an add-on for the Super yeah. Nintendo. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, this thing was marketed extensively, too. This wasn't one of those things where they didn't market it. This no. thing was marketed in, like, QVC, the magazines, uh, Sears, Kmart's, Clover's. It just wasn't worth the value. What you paid into compared to what you got back, it just wasn't worth it. Yeah, uh, and eventually, this thing did last quite a while, and eventually they discontinued it in 1998. Yeah, it took them seven years to get the, the picture. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just didn't want to let go, I guess, you know. Well, I guess <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't even know where to go with that one. Just yeah. That All one right. that one was a mess. It was. Uh and I I remember wanting one too as a kid because the uh, burn cycle looked so freaking cool. Full, full uh, motion video games back then were all the rage, by the way, kids. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> what was one for uh, the Sega CD? Sewer Shark? Sewer Shark, I have that. Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. Oh, even even my Saturn has a few. Yeah, I, I like full motion video games, and call me crazy. Um, well, playing them now, it's just Mansion it's of just Souls, for, Mansion of Lost Souls, Lost Souls, I think. Well, yeah. there's one for the uh, Sega CD, and they swooped, swatched up a uh, swip. <laughs> you can do it. Switched up the name for the the uh, Saturn version because it was also on the Sega CD, but it was slightly different. Anyway, uh, okay, I'm gonna move on. Yes. Uh, the PSX, and I don't. I'm not referring to the PlayStation One. I am referring to uh, a console that was released only in Japan in mm-hmm. 2003. 
Mm -hmm. It was a digital recording device with a fully integrated PS2, remote, VHF, and C uh, CAA TV tuner, so cable TV tuner. Wait. <laughs> what? It was basically a DVD writer VCR <laughs> in Japan. That played PlayStation 2 games? Yes, it had an integrated PlayStation 2. and had a controller, PlayStation 2 controller, uh, and all that jazz. All right, so it you could record video on this thing. VHS video? VHF video. VHF. So, yeah, you know, the, the rabbit ears, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Oh, over the air video. I thought, okay, gotcha. Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, this thing cost $650 uh, in 2003. $650 US or $650? This is, well, this is yen, so I, I, I rounded to the oh, nearest okay. dollar. It, uh, it was, I forget the yen, but it was uh, equated to like 650 bucks, 649 and change. Right. So okay. I no, I didn't right. know if that, yeah, I just within that. Okay. Now, if this was released today, this would run you $840. <laughs> now, this thing sort of has value, though, to me it, back then. Maybe not in 2003. Maybe it came out in like 99. Uh huh. Something like that. I can see the value. Right. Um, or if this was what the PS2 did initially, I could see value. But uh, some really cool features this thing actually had was this is the first device to use Sony's XMB user interface. That's the same interface you'll see on the PSP mm -hmm. and the PS3. Hmm. So this thing kind of launched that, and that, that's that's very cool. Uh, it had DVD-R support. You had video and audio editing tools. And it had storage up to 250 gigabytes, which at the time was actually pretty decent size. So it actually had some cool features, even though it cost a buttload of money. Um, but high prices and little consumer interest in Japan stopped Sony from even thinking about releasing this thing anywhere else in the world, and they just killed it off. <laughs> <laughs> this actually hurt yeah. Sony a lot, though, in Japan. Did it? Yes, it did, because you got to think of uh, Japan, Sony, it's their home base, right? Mm. Th this thing was supposed to be a crossover between gaming and, and media and everything. Kind of what the PlayStation 3 eventually ended up doing, where it, had, it could do everything all in one console. Mm -hmm. They were trying to do that with this thing, and it didn't work. So it, it scared the shit out of Sony. Uh, and, and I think it changed certain plans they had for the future projects. Um, so this is actually a big deal failed. Woof. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Let's move on. So that was the PSX. Oh, God. The Sega 32X. Woof. Okay. This thing was released in uh, November 21st, 1994. Um, I actually had a friend who had one of these. I did not have one at the time because it was too much money <laughs> for me to buy. Uh, but he had one, and at the time, I thought it was the friggin' bee's knees. Uh, it, it had several ga He had several games, like Mortal Kombat 2, that I convinced myself looked better than my Genesis version. I don't think it actually did, but who the hell knows. Anyway, this thing was basically, it, and I'm sure everybody already knows, it was an add-on device for the Sega Genesis that extended its power from 16-bit to 32-bit. Dun-dun-dun! Exactly. Uh... 
this thing cost $159.99 at the time. This was back in 94. And that that would run you about 200 bucks. So, not too bad, right? <laughs> Again, this is yeah. this is supposed to extend your console, right? Uh, which you already have stacked next to your Sega CD. <laughs> so, so you already have like this uh, weird this, tray thing. This city of console being built in front of you, right? <laughs> Metroplex. Metroplex, exactly. The transforming <laughs> in front of you. Because um, it, it was, was just so this was giant gigantic plugging into the top of the thing. It was so weird. Not only that, but you had to ground the damn thing, right? So how they ended up doing it was there was these metal clips that held in the doors of the Genesis because you know how it had the two yeah, flap the doors. Yeah, the flap doors on the top, yeah. So it went into that, and then this thing slid down into that, and the metal had to make contact. And I'm assuming it was grounding to something or just letting it know that, hey, I made contact, turn on. Right. Without those clips, I don't think it would turn on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so God forbid you lose fucking clips. I have some extras, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, just in case. I actually have two 32Xs. Do you really? Yeah, I, I plugged them into each other to see what happened. And? Did you get remember. a 64Z? I don't remember what happened. I don't, I don't think anything happened. You probably fried the one on the bottom. <laughs> For a split second, the world stopped. <laughs> anyway, I mean, as a kid, this thing was awesome because I didn't know anything about the Genesis, or uh, not the Genesis, the, the Saturn at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was all about Sega. So this thing to me was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, my, my buddy Dan had one and we were playing a game called Metalhead. Oh yeah. And again, you got to remember the time period, okay? 94, there weren't many 3D quote-unquote games, like true 3D games, right? Right. That game was a true 3D game. And I was like, holy shit, I am playing a 3D game with polygons. (laughs) This is the coolest thing ever, nerdgasm. (laughs) And it had Doom. It had Doom. Yeah. (laughs) Doom with music. It had Doom with music. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. So... You know, for me, th- this was a really cool thing. Um, it had lots of wires. <laughs> and again, if you had a Sega CD, you had three freaking power bricks. You had cables popping out the back. Oh, my God. You know, lots of stuff. This surface area of this thing was a tank. Yeah. The 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 problem I had with all this really was all this development time should have been poured into the Saturn. Well, hang on. Let me stop you there. This was not developed by the Saturn guys. This was developed in America. Was it Sega Sega America did this? this? Yes, they did. They were trying to help extend uh, help extend the life of the Genesis while the the Saturn was doing its thing, so people didn't feel left uh, behind. And that's why we saw Virtual Racing on it. Uh, we saw Virtual Fighter on it. Okay, um, I was always under the impression that this. You know, I, I I was assumed I should say that this was you know Sega was like this is the next step you know yeah. this is we're gonna take a oh you know a, a Sega Saturn point five not Sega Saturn Sega Genesis point five well most point seven five at that point you had a CD <laughs> dear, dear attachment <laughs> well anyway. Yeah, so the 32X was branded as an inexpensive alternative to the 32-bit era of gaming. So you could get in the door mm-hmm. without spending buco bucks. Uh, I don't recall how much the Saturn was when it launched, but I believe it was like f- probably $500, $400. It was expensive. 
so this thing at 150 was uh, a, a nice sweet spot, I think, for for gamers' parents, you know, to to buy. But you know, by the time this thing was released in late 1994, the Saturn was already announced and it was going to be out the following year in America. So, like, why would anybody bother wasting that much money when they can put that towards a down payment at Kmart or Sears <laughs> or whatever for a Sega Saturn? Mm-hmm. Um, the timing was just bad, and most developers didn't even bother with the 32X. They, they ended up doing a lot of ports of Genesis games and a few 32X CD games where you needed the... Uh, <laughs> you'd need the 32X and you'd needed the Sega CD to play. I have one of these games. Yikes. <laughs> I was just saying, it's yeah, called Corpse Killer. It's a, it's a light oh, gun I, game. I know that game. Yeah. I don't remember exactly yeah. if this thing came from your arcade or not, but I remember that game being shit. <laughs> just utter shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think there was many of those Sega CD 32X games. I, I think the whole crossover. Well, that was just thing, ridiculous because yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to expect anybody to even have both things, they had to be out of their minds. There was probably so much coke on that table that day <laughs> that they were just like snorting up. Dear Lord, oh, fuck a duck. But yeah, uh, now moving on. Oh, Sega Saturn uh, launched at 400. Yeah. There you go. And I can tell you $400 back in, what was it, 1995? Mm, yeah. In America? Yes. America. That was May, 600, May 95. $624. Because it launched, ahead, didn't, isn't that the system that launched ahead of time? Well, it launched before. Like the, the retailers, yeah, yeah. But that the, they Sega launched it and the retailers were like, what? Because <laughs> it, was, it wasn't supposed to be released um, later, I think so. Yep, they totally screwed up everybody's. Uh, yeah, it was something. Yeah, you just can't do that to retailers, especially back then, because they they were, relied on print back then, printed uh, material to get it out there. It wasn't yeah, like today. I, yeah, I I I I, I don't remember. It. I don't really. I'm, I know I'm not remembering it correctly, but I think this is. I think the Saturn had like a weird launch thing that happened. You should probably just stop that. Yeah, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So the next one I actually own also. Um, you know, headaches abound. The Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this was released on August fourteenth, nineteen ninety five, in North America. Uh, sometime before that in Japan, I think July of the same year in Japan. Uh, this thing was a thirty two bit tabletop three D console manufactured by Nintendo. And it, it will make you blind if you play it too long. Make you see red. Uh, okay, so this is an interesting thing. I got this thing when it was just like fire sale, right? Well, you and I split it in the beginning. We did. Yep. Now, this thing was marketed for $180 USD uh, back in 95. And we and didn't pay anywhere near that. We didn't pay anywhere near that. I mean, that, that would have been around $280 today, which isn't that crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, if you look at the 3D XL... Yeah. 3DS XL, I'm sorry, when that came out. <laughs> the new Game Boy. The, yeah, exactly. I mean, that thing was expensive too, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was probably like 250 Um So price wasn't that crazy to me. Um, 
But I, I think to a lot of other people, it was kind of crazy because uh, it wasn't better than their Game Boy. And that was the biggest thing, right? Yeah. The Game Boy was the pl- two handhelds, what the PlayStation 1 was to consoles. It was the thing to have, and everybody did. So you already had a Game Boy. Right. People who had this thing already had a Game Boy. If they didn't, I don't know how that's even possible. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. But uh, so you already had a Game Boy. You could, that thing you could take anywhere. You could put in your pocket, take anywhere. Even the original mm-hmm. one, kind of big, the original Game Boy. You could still take it places, right? Yeah. This thing, you couldn't really do anything with <laughs> other than play with it on a table. Well, that was it. That was yeah. it. Because you had to lean into it. You had to lean into it, right? So I, I think the biggest fail for this thing for me is the physical aspect of it. Right, so aside yeah. from the the price, and aside from the lack of games and all that stuff, honestly, it's the headaches, the st- stiffness of your neck, and your eyes wanting to pop out of your head when you're done playing it. That really, oh, I know when you thing. when you finally like, stop playing and you lift your head away from you, are like, oh, yeah, oh my god, it's bright. There's <laughs> like too happening? much. There's too much light for your eyes. Like, ah, yeah, you almost have a seizure. Yeah. Um uh, to to the credit of this thing though, and Nintendo, it was three D. Yeah, it was three D, and back in in ninety five, that was a very freaking cool thing. Oh, it was three D ish. No, it was it was not three D ish. This was three D, meaning it popped out. Oh, oh, oh that three D. Okay, yeah. This no, that, there was yeah. no there was no polygons in this thing. Are you yeah, was, that's, that's why I, so I was like, well, I mean, you had your layers of three D. It had but, a uh, risk processor. Yeah, but, no, no, I, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> yes, it was it was, yeah. This was a 3D console. It actually popped out the, the thing, and and I I kind of th- I kind of feel like Nintendo tabled this after they discontinued it, and that's why the 3DS eventually came out. They're like, shit, we could do this right, and they did finally, mm-hmm. especially with the latest one. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, th- this thing was just discontinued. Um, oh, I think within a year, less than a year. At least in North America, and and yeah. faster actually in Japan. Um, in fact, little, little fun fact for this one: the Virtual Boy was designed by the guy who uh, who designed the original Game Boy, uh, Gunpai really? Yoko, or huh. Yoki. Really? How he pronounces it? Uh, yeah, and he resigned after this flop. Ooh. He bushidoed himself. What? It, no, not not physically. Oh, but you know, oh, oh, career-wise, oh, he, he bushied himself. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah, metaphorically. Metaphorically. Oh, okay. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he started another company after that and did oh, other no things. Kidding. But um, I kind of feel like it was because he, you know, it was this was a flop. So he kind of like hung his head in shame and yeah. left kind of thing. I still like my Virtual Boy for what it is. I actually love the pinball game on it. Pinball was awesome. Which is freaking weird because I'm not a pinball guy. Pinball was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, why mm-hmm. Why would I like freaking pinball, <laughs> fake pinball? <laughs> and not I don't know. like it in real life. Something's wrong with me. Uh, I like the Wario game. Actually, it was a very decent game. Wario was fun. Yeah. Uh, There's Mario Tennis. There is a Vertex shooter game. And it was all yeah. just vertices and lines and shit. Yep. That game... You will swear that you've seen God afterwards or something because <laughs> you just lose your frigging mind after playing it. Has um, Doomy Jr. played it? God, no, no. He Although I have a Google Cardboard, which is very similar. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he freaking loves that thing. He watches the other space videos with it. Oh, you should pull the the virtual boy out and be like, here. I don't want to blind him yet. You could peel yourself away from uh, your alien wear. Now, uh, Epic Wolf Boy, my my oldest. Oh, oh, Epic Wolf Boy. Sorry. Yep, my oldest. Uh, he has played the. Oh, okay, so he has. Virtual boy, yeah, but. Uh, All right, he's probably like really. Yeah. This was entertainment? Just, no, he, I think he enjoyed it. He, oh, he likes okay. those types of things. He sees those things as, like, you know, history and the worth of that stuff, like I do. And the relicness. No, absolutely. And, and like, even the, he started off playing uh, the original Nintendo mm-hmm. with me. After the fact, obviously. And then right. he, he jumped to uh, the, the original PlayStation. That's Spire, quite the Spire jump. Of the Dragon. That's a hell of a jump. We played other stuff too. We, I, I'm sure Eight we played. Bit to <laughs> well, no, I'm sure we played the Genesis in between, and then the Super Nintendo, and right, right, and then jumped, jumped to that. But he was always like super interested in all the crazy stuff I had going on with the old, the old consoles. He totally respects that stuff. Cool. You kids these days, you don't respect the old consoles. <laughs> anyway, especially right. flops. Take it away, because uh, I think that's the end of my list. All right, my list in no order, because I'm not gonna do this shit in order, like. And all nice and stuff like Doomy did. The first one up I have is a TurboGrafx-16, which launched at the end of August 1989. Wow, I didn't realize it was that early late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the first console released in the 16-bit era, uh, still utilizing an 8-bit CPU. But it had a, uh, it's like a 16-bit graphics uh, chip or GPU, yeah. yeah. If you it was, call it that. It was, you know, originally going to compete with the original Nintendo, but ended up going up against the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Ouch. Um, you were looking at $400 US. That is today $700 and 67, wait, $767 and 9 cents. Sorry. Yikes. A lot of money. A lot of money. One of the huge problems for this thing was it was only one player. Back then, there was no multiplayer. Uh, there was player one, player two. This just had player one. If you wanted to have more than one player, you had to buy the, the Turbo Graphics. Ah, crap, I forget the name. It was like this old port pack that you'd hook up to it. They would split off so you could hook more controllers to it. I thought... But right off there, you are now looking at you now, after you bought this thing for 400 bucks, you have to buy something else to Wait add to it to make can it. I, can I stop you? Sure. I thought the Player One controller had a port in the back of that, and people plugged into that. I to extend to four players or more, I right, think. The, well, I know that the tap allowed you four players, but I don't remember the back of the controller allowing you to plug another controller into it. I might be thinking of the 3DO. Um... I never had a TurboGrafx, so I don't know. Yeah, this I, is actually one console I've I've never had. I've played it, um, <laughs> you know, because a friend had it and played Bonk. Um, Which is well, a so-so game. Yeah, well, you know, back then they were all so-so. But um, I don't remember there being another controller port on the back of the Player One controller. But that was a, you know, it was like, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo... The Master System, the Genesis, the two controllers, two players. You, yeah, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah, this was that was like, bleh. you know, the cost that 
it just didn't, you know, it just didn't really go anywhere. It finally got discontinued, though, five years later in 94. Back when I was graduating high school. <laughs> you sold. Yeah. But here's something funny. The rights to the system and the games and all that is owned by Konami. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they uh, merged with Hudson Soft back in 2012. I actually, oh, okay. It was probably more of an absorption than a merge. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, they own it all. So that's kind of, uh, I was like, oh. <laughs> the hell I was say, I'm not really sure what the hell they're going to do with it since they're kind of like putting out like a game a year at this point. <sighs> you know? Tommy. We're going to have like Metal Gear Solid and, I don't know, FIFA. <laughs> Some, some great things Konami did. Some shit. I do. I do. In fact, uh, you were, you made a little, a little uh, Simon Belmont. I did. I did. I made a, uh, and actually, uh, I used perler beads because, you know, I'm weird and very 80s like that. Mm, yeah. And uh, I played the original soundtrack on a loop while I made it. It took me two hours. So I listened to that music for two hours. Nothing like listening to Castlevania Simon's Quest over and over and yeah. over again. Like, oh, it's nighttime. Oh, yeah. shit. I better yeah. find a house. Yeah. I gotta hurry. <laughs> gotta find a town. need a better whip. I need a better uh, whip. I only have a chain whip. The coolest thing about the second... Or rope whip. The second was game a rope whip. was you could, you could get upgrades and they wouldn't go away when you died or you got hit. I always hated that about the original uh, Castlevania games. Which, uh, you're gonna. I played Castlevania original. One and three. Let's just. Go I back played to Simon's Quest, uh, and then I kind of didn't play much. Well, let me take you on a trip. Oh, please do. Okay, take you on a trip to Nintendo Land because I'm talking about the original NES. Uh-huh. There was uh, Castlevania one, two, and three. Right. One and three. If you died, you lost your fucking power-ups. Oh right, right. And okay. you had that dinky yeah. ass little whip. Yep. I hated that shit. Yep, a little rope whip. Now, Simon's Quest was a little different. Shit. Yeah, Simon's Quest, you just upgraded your whip. Right. And it was awesome. Yeah. I love that flame whip. I was like, fuck yeah. Oh my God, by the time I got that thing. Wasn't it like a special thing too? Like you had to go to some guy in a dungeon to get it? It wasn't like... I think, yeah. You had it, yeah, it wasn't... You had to get a morning star and then get like the special thorny morning star or something and then... Yeah, you had to go through... Yeah, you had to jump through hoops. It wasn't like this, just a simple thing. That's amazing for the Nintendo era. Well, sure. They did some good shit back then. My God, didn't they? They did some awesome freaking shit back then. <sighs> but my next one never came out. <gasps> it never actually launched. They collected plenty of money, you know, investment money and stuff to develop. But it never happened. That's the Phantom. Never happened. It was announced in 2002. It was a device that was... Uh, Capable of playing your current and future PC games, um, giving which automatically gave it a large library, uh, make it, and also making it easier for developers. And it was supposed to feature a direct download content delivery service instead of like discs and cartridges and all that kind of stuff that was being used by most consoles, which was pretty much ahead of its time in that respect. Sure, because we now. Digital downloads, I mean, PCs and Steam and all that kind of aside, like, console-wise, that that's 
nowadays is the norm. It's not fair, really, if you think about it. This was this is 2002, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know the other the other console makers, you know, Microsoft, Sony, uh, Nintendo. Well, not so much Nintendo. But the other the other guys, they sat on the idea, and they're like, we can make this work eventually. They knew the Phantom guys couldn't make that digital download thing work, right? Yeah. But they, the other guys, they're like, yeah, we could, we can make that work. And they did. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, in, Infinium, was it Infinium Labs? Something like that. Yeah. And I think they re-tagged as Phantom Entertainment or something like that. They... I mean, the CEO got in, got investigated by the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission for like a pump and dump scheme. Uh, I mean, they were they were plagued with problems. Like from like they constantly were missing their launch dates. Um, they did a couple of E3s where they would show off the console and they showed off a newer one. It was like a slim model. Smoke and mirrors. Um, they eventually put out a lapboard and mouse. Now that thing actually got sold, I think. It did. It, it, yeah. That that's the the console itself never, the set top box never came out. The the clapboard and mouse did. Um, it just, you the know, keyboard and and lap house. Yeah, it was just you know they, it just it was one of those things where like there's lots of hype on this one and it just never happened. I was like, hmm. I kind of feel the same way about this thing that I do with the new Steam boxes coming out. Um, no doubt this thing probably would have been really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that like the Steam boxes for $500, you're really not getting, getting a great game console. <laughs> no. You yeah, gotta spend a lot you more money. You were spo- like, from when people were looking at you, you were going to have to rebuild the damn thing. kind Because it just wasn't... Like, the components would have been no good. It was... It would have suffered what what consoles suffer from. But without optimization. Right. So, I mean, it, it's a failure because it never happened, but it had plenty of press, plenty of, you know, articles and interviews and things like that, but it just never, ever materialized. But, so, my next one is the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, yes. September 9th, 1999. Nine 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 nine. I remember nine, that. Nine, nine, nine. I actually remember picking this thing up nine, at a GameStop nine. in the mall after work. Mm. I worked in a GameStop mm. <laughs> in the mall, but I had to drive. Was to it a GameStop different mall. back then? <laughs> um, wasn't Software Etc. It might have been Software Etc. at the time, uh, or Babbage's or EB. I, I yeah, I can't recall. They kept changing the damn names. Well, there were three different stores. Not eventually, they were all one. Well, yeah, eventually they were all GameStop. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I worked at Software, etc., which right. eventually turned into GameStop. But then GameStop consumed everything. all that shit. It's everything. Anything, but I can't any, remember yeah, which one. Funko I, Land Mall. Yeah, I don't remember which one I actually went to, um, but it was in the mall. And so anyway, but this one, creep. this system, <laughs> this system had actually a lot of things going for it. Oh, my God, dude. It was so much easier to program for compared to the Saturn, which is also considered another kind of a, um, I, I though I didn't bring, I didn't mark that one down. I loved my Saturn, I still do, but it was not compared to the PlayStation. It was not a good system. I like how you're saying this now. Back then, you were like, "No, Saturn's better." You're damn right, I was. I had to convince myself <laughs> after seeing like you know all your 
you and your goddamn transparencies. You and your trans. I got transparency and ground shading. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> the edge, right? Yeah. I mean, mine does hardware shading. Not you software. Software shading. <laughs> <laughs> hardware shading. I actually remember these conversations. I know. It's like, I'm just going to break his PlayStation. The best thing was when I would go downstairs and beat you in your, your Saturn games and then go back upstairs and play my PlayStation. Well, you didn't. Sure I did. I handed you, your ass with... Uh, Fighters Mega Mix? Yeah. I beat you plenty of times in that. <laughs> Don't give me that. Anyway. I mean, granted, we spent many an hour playing Fighters Mega Mix, but still, that actually was an awesome game. I remember Bung bringing over the Japanese imports, and that was like the coolest thing ever. That was, where you do the cartridge swap thing in the back? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That was so cool. It was. Yeah. And then Guardian became, Heroes and, and all that. And he became an ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens. Actually, I have no idea. I, I talked to him briefly, maybe five years ago. Oh, I, I haven't talked to him in longer. But at any rate, yeah. so this was the successor to the Saturn. Mm-hmm. This was much easier to program for because that was a huge problem to Saturn. Third party people were like, I, I, what am I doing? Because um, it's also ran like most of the parts were considered off the shelf. Not only Which, that, but this thing was considered a perfect arcade port close to it, to the Sega arcade cabinets. And to mm-hmm. me, that was huge at the time. Because mm-hmm. uh, Sega's arcade cabinets were like the best back then. Yeah. House of the Dead too. Incredible. Oh, yeah. I have that for it. Me too. And my and light, I light gun. gun. I have two light guns. And I, and I have a TV that can play them. <laughs> so <laughs> do I. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Dick. Uh, this it actually ran like a modified Windows CE. Uh, OS on it, which was little logo was printed on the front. Of little it. logo was on the front because that's how that works with Microsoft. Yeah, th- this is a new like thing for Sega too because this console w- didn't look like the old consoles. This thing was like mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. and like just cool looking. You know, like mm-hmm. it didn't look like the older. Yeah, no black it, right boxes that you, right. you sit under the TV. Now this this it definitely was a departure, especially it was. Less reliant on in-house hardware. Yes. Um, so I was clocking it at one ninety-nine. Yeah, which is amazing. And I remember being inexpensive. This was this was the first console to have a built-in modem. Which did it? Mm-hmm, had a built-in modem. I thought that was an extended. No, I thought the modem was a, a, a extended piece so you could like <laughs> pop in. No, it's it was built in. Look okay. on the back of your Saturn. I mean, the Saturn. The the Genesis had the game link. No, no, no. I, I know what I'm talking about. I, I just, I, I'm picturing it in my head, the little back bay. I thought it Maybe it was for a broadband? Maybe. That's probably what it was. But uh, yeah, this thing, it had, this it had thing a, ran the internet well. I had, had an a, AT&T thing with this. I think AT&T mm-hmm. was the one who did it in America. And I played Quake 3 online. Like mm-hmm. stutter free on uh, dial up. Didn't you also play Choo Choo Rocket? I used to play Choo Choo Rocket on it. I used to have a website. Because um, this thing had a VMU memory card, yep. it had a screen on it, right? Yep, the little Tamagotchi things. Right. And I used to I used to host games and uh, a bunch of stuff on my website. It used to be VMU Otaku, I think, <laughs> back then. But I had like a hole, and it fit the screen. And everything, you know, which is a big deal because, you know, the resolution of a TV set versus a computer monitor is vastly different. 
a bit. Uh, so, like, I, I specifically built it for a TV screen, and I just remember having so much fun with the Dreamcast. And to call it a fail is just so awful. I, I'm, I like, I still like mine. I'm just saying that it was considered a fail. It was financially. Yeah, it was canceled in tw- in 2001. Well, the PlayStation Two, I'm sure, killed it. The PlayStation Two just because it did well in the beginning. Sales yes. were doing well. It was doing. It was beating Nintendo. Uh, PlayStation Two came out and. That was it. <laughs> nut punched it. <laughs> Tekken. Tekken yeah. Tag Tournament. Nut punched it. Yeah, it completely did. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I remember seeing And at that the... point, I'm sorry, I say at that point, Sega was just like, they had a change in leadership, and the, forget the guy's name who took over, he was like, no more hardware. <laughs> well, I remember seeing the PlayStation 2 uh, at a kiosk in, at this point, it was GameStop. Mm-hmm. I no longer worked there. I worked somewhere else in the mall, but I remember going there one day for lunch and just checking out the PlayStation 2 console. Um, I did not buy this at launch, the PlayStation 2. Uh, I was not impressed with it at all. Mm. Compared to the, the Dreamcast, I was like, ah, Dreamcast looks looks fine graphically, comparison, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is no big deal. Uh, it wasn't until later down the road that I, I bought a second-hand PlayStation 2. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, poor Dreamcast. It was a, it was a shame. Now I want to go and play some um, Shenmue or something. Yeah, that was a big game for it. Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. Yep. People. Oh my like, god! Yeah, I can was... hear the soundtrack in my head. Yep. Awful soundtrack. Yep. But Crazy Taxi was one of, considered one of the better games for it. Offspring um, song. Yep. No. <laughs> no. Just let's just move <laughs> on. Let's move on. We're gonna move on to a handheld. Uh, oh my the, god! Handheld. The good old Nokia N-Gage. Oh, that's right. At least in October 2003. Yeah, yeah, At $300. It, uh, I don't even know why it tried, but it tried to compete with the Game Boy Advance, adding in mobile phone capabilities. I remember selling these things. It had multiplayer gameplay through Bluetooth or the, (laughs) through the internet with the N-Gage Arena, which... It was an interesting idea to combine mo- a mobile phone. Wait, and this came game. out in two thousand three. Yeah. Huh. I didn't sell these things then because I wasn't there anymore. I'm sorry. Good. Um, spell capabilities wrong, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to spell it right. <laughs> you know. Where's the train of thought now? Yeah, I know. Is it? Is it the? Uh, are you? Are you thinking of the Offspring song? The Ya 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 song? Yeah, I am. Anyway, it was an interesting idea to combine a mobile phone and a portable gaming device, because pretty much now we have that. You know, but it was expensive. The design of it was just bad. The buttons were just not con- conducive to playing games. The phone buttons were not meant for playing games. Um, you had didn't you have to remove the battery to get to the gaming cartridge? I don't think you had to remove the battery. You had to. Pull the back off, though. Yeah, I thought they had to pull the back off. I thought the cartridge off that was in the back of that behind the battery. It was often referred to as the taco or the Franken phone, <laughs> which uh, you know, which that just helps sales. Yeah. And in the end, it just two years later was <laughs> gone. Didn't you have to hold it to, your, to the side to? to yeah, talk it was something. Yeah, it was just retarded. It was, it was oh, just. It just God. didn't. It was just not. Yeah, it looked like you were holding yeah. a taco to your head. Yeah, it's no good. There so, was different versions of this thing, though. I think there was like 
two or three different persons after this. Well, that was that was dumb. Nokia should have stopped. So taking a step back into the 90s again, September 1993, Pioneer brought us the Laser Active, which was a true Frankenstein device. It took, it was referred to as a convergence device. It took console capabilities of CDs. It played console games, CDs, LD or laser disc karaoke discs. Uh, it just it was supposed to be like this all-encompassing gigantic thing. But you couldn't play any of this stuff without these what Pioneer called packs, which are these add-on modules that would allow you to accept you know Sega Genesis games or Turbo Graphics ROMs or you know, cartridges, or, it was just a gigantic thing that would sit there. And along with that gigantic thing, you had to pay $970. On top of all that, the whole entire thing is based off of failed LaserDisc technology. Oh, my God. I remember LaserDisc. We had that in uh, grade school. <laughs> well... We did. They, it would show like the space stuff on Laserdisc. It was weird. I, I remember like asking the teacher, like, "What is that?" And I, I remember her saying, "I have no idea." <laughs> Just putting, <laughs> putting it in the drive. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So this thing was a Laserdisc. Yeah, it was Laserdisc. Like, like straight up. It was. It was. If you look up pictures of it, it just all kinds of crap just piled on top of like a giant. Laserdisc player that would just all of these things would just start hooking into it like disc drives. How much uh, of the pack modules? I don't remember how much the packs were, but the unit itself was it was just it was already out of it was already you you weren't buying this thing <laughs> unless you had money. Yeah, like it would have been like a lot of eight hundred and sixty dollars today. Yeah, you had to have <laughs> a lot of disposable money to have a laserdisc player. Wow, it just didn't work. Plus, they were awkward. They were big. They scratched. It was just bleh. All right. I'll end it with this one here. <laughs> one that I know you have. Because I bought it for you. Yes, I still have it. You do? Every now and then I take it out and... It works? It. Yeah, of course it still works. Well, that's the Neo Geo Pocket Color. <laughs> I, know, I know the guy who sold this to you. His name is Austin. Yes, it was. Austin or, was a cool guy. Yes, he was. I hope he's still alive. I would assume he is. Never know. I suppose. So this came out in 1999. It was discontinued in 2000. It was a 16-bit color handheld game console made by SNK. With no backlight. <clears throat> with no backlight. Um, it was supposed to compete with the Game Boy. And it launched with like 14 titles, which not too bad. It cost 70 bucks, which again wasn't horrible. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it had a lot of third-party support from Sega. It did. They, yeah, they uh, Sega was all over it. Um, was there a Sonic game for this? Yes. Shit, I don't remember that. It was like Sonic Pocket or something, I don't know, something like that. I'm sure, yeah, everything was Pocket. Yeah. Well, the neat thing was you got to play all your, you know, the highly acclaimed SNK games like SNK versus Capcom, Match of the Millennium, King of Fighters, R2. Like, so, I mean, it was a, you, you know, it had little, didn't it have like a little, the click? Uh, it did. That it did. little click switch stick it thing? 
Brilliant. Um, yeah, I remember thinking this is like the best D-pad I've ever had. <laughs> but it was no more, at least in North America, in a year. Yeah, this type of thing, again, handheld. Jesus. How it was can tiny, you... too. It was very tiny. It was very cool. It was light. You're welcome. It lasted a long time. You got like 40 hours or something like that. It was some outrageous number. Of... But again, like, to go against a handheld giant like the Game Boy. Yeah. Eh, you know what I mean? It's tough. Really tough. I mean, it's... it's I mean, the... I think... This one made a teeny tiny dent, you know, like a couple of percent dent in Nintendo's market yeah. of the, I mean, not that it matters. Not that Nintendo would give a flying shit that they lost like a percent or two right. because they, they still own the handheld market. But that was the first time since the Game Gear that any handheld device had actually poked Nintendo's market. With its dick. With his dick. <laughs> Big purple <laughs> bat dildo. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it was, I mean, there's, there's plenty of other consoles that were just abysmal and just wild failures like the Vectrex and, you know, so the Saturn didn't quite make it, the 3DO, the real. But uh, those are just some of the ones that we were picking. They're the only ones. They're the, okay, they're the only ones. <laughs> This is it. There are no more. That's it. All right. So, so don't, don't tell us about any other ones if you want to know. Or you yeah. can. You can head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash homebazooka and leave us a comment and tell us what fail systems that you remember or that you liked but were still considered failures. Or if you disagree with our list entirely. You know, that works too. Please do that. Yes. But, well, uh, I'm so fucking tired at this point. <laughs> Hey, man, you put all these freaking consoles on there. <laughs> I was done at like five. All right, whatever. Anyway. Shut up. So anyway, head to our Facebook page. You can go to our site at HumbleZooka.com. There we have links to Twitter, Facebook, uh, The Outhousers. Uh, check me out on Super Podcasto. Magnifico with Juan Dejo. It's a comic book podcast that we do. And uh, I would say look for Ultimate Face Palm, but those, they, they retired. That's sad. They were so awesome. You can also check out Doc Flux, our PC Master Race consultant who comes on the show. He's over at Feed It Comics. And after all that, say goodnight, Doomy. See ya. See ya.